Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Feed to Wet Your Brain. This podcast is produced by Fortin Horseman. Fortin Horseman also produces other content such as movies, other podcasts, and streaming content. When you get the chance, please subscribe to Fortin Horseman on YouTube and never miss another piece of content that we create again. You can also follow Fortin Horseman on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast. This will help us make better and more episodes for you guys to consume. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok if you don't want your brain. You can also follow us on Twitter at Zachy the Zombie. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at feedonwantyourbrain at gmail.com. And if you have the means, please consider donating on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash feedonwantyourbrain. We need as much help as we can in order to continue creating content for you guys, the audience. And as always, thank you immensely for listening to Feed Don't Your Brain. Please stay safe and stay sane. Enjoy the show. They say a person needs just three things to be truly happy in this world. Someone to love, something to do, and something to hope for. Tom Bidet. The Walking Dead, Season 4, Episode 11. Claimed. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Feed Don't Eat Your Brain. I'm Zachy the Zombie. I'm Alina the Wifey. And we're back at it again with another one. Um, yeah, originally it was supposed to be someone else, but, you know, I got sick. Some scheduling things happened, so we got Alina again. Yeah! And she's awesome. So I hope you guys think she's awesome, because I think she's awesome. Thanks. Alright, so how'd you like the episode, Alina? I really liked it. Yeah? That's it. That's it? <laughs> I liked it. You just want to get right into it? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, Alright, so... Um, some things that I, like, a theme that I noticed in it was, like, finding joy. Yeah. And, like, I saw some of those themes, like, in the previous few episodes, but, like, this was really heavy in it, because, like, Michonne and Carl are, like, joking around, mm-hmm. um, and, and as well as Abraham has found joy in his purpose. Yeah. Um, like, he says that I'm the luckiest man in the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I just, what are your thoughts on that, on, oh. like, finding joy yeah. in this world? Okay, so the quote that you picked, mm-hmm. that was such a good pick for this episode. Yeah. Because yeah. you have, what is it, someone to love. Someone and, someone to love, something to do, and something to hope for. Yeah, and so you have, you know, like, uh, oh my gosh, I just, Glenn. Mm-hmm. You have Glenn, he loves Maggie, mm-hmm. um, and Maggie loves him. You have, like, Abraham, Abraham, who has a mission. He has something to do. He has something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess all of them, you know, like are hoping, hoping for a new place, like as they make it to Terminus, Mm -hmm. like like all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that quote. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. That, that's a good quote for it. Well, like, cause I was watching it and I was like, and Abraham and Glenn were fighting the whole time cause Glenn wanted to go find Maggie. Yeah. But Abraham wanted him to stay with him Uh cause he thought the, the mission was more important than like any loved one. He was Uh like, you're, she's dead, bro. Yeah. And you know, but like, but like Glenn didn't care about the mission. Yeah. He didn't, he could care, he couldn't care less about finding a cure. Mm-hmm. Like, he wanted to find his wife. Yeah. And, but Abraham, like, he was like, loved ones don't matter right now. That's a luxury. Yeah. We need to go get Eugene to Washington, D.C. Which, I'm gonna say it, I don't think Eugene is a doctor. <laughs> okay. I, I think he is lying. <laughs> I think that he stumbled across Abraham. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that he's smart. I believe that he is an intelligent man. Mm-hmm. But I believe he took one look at Abraham 
and was all like, I need to get this guy to protect me. Mm-hmm. And so he came up with a lie and be like, oh yeah, I, I've, I've been in contact with Washington, D.C. <laughs> and like, I, but it, it's an, it's an interesting thing. Like if, if Eugene is telling the truth, mm-hmm. would it be more important? Like, would it be more important to make sure that this man makes it to Washington, D.C.? Because, you know, I, I'm a romantic. Mm-hmm. I, I love Glenn and Maggie so much. And so for me, it was like, of course, I want to see Glenn, like, travel to the end of the earth and fight through a horde of zombies to reach Maggie again. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it depends on your situation. Like, if it were me, mm-hmm. like, and if I didn't have anyone, then I'd be like, yeah, the goal is that, yeah. you know? But, like, I feel like if if we were if we were separated and I wanted to find you, like, you are more important than that goal. Mm-hmm. And then we can go to D.C. after I find you. Yeah. I just, like, I feel like I would just need to know. Yeah. Like, even if I found your walker body walking around, mm-hmm. I would know. Yeah. I would grieve and then I would move on. Yeah. You know? But, like... But that's a... Yeah, or, sorry, go ahead. But, yeah, I mean, like, they, they both found a goal. They both found, like, a purpose and one was love and one was, like, a duty. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, I just, I can't help but think of The Last of Us, mm-hmm. where, like, it's a pretty big if, mm-hmm. if Eugene is telling the truth. In The Last it, of Us? Eugene? Yeah, I'm, okay. so I'm comparing oh, okay. The Last cool, of cool, Us. Cool. So, like, we, we don't know if, we, all we have is Eugene's word mm-hmm. to trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and Glenn still, and Glenn decides, which I think pretty, um, understandably to go after Maggie instead because that's what's important to him Mm -hmm. and then you have the last of us with Ellie where it's not just her word like she there is proof Mm -hmm. over and over again that she cannot get infected Mm -hmm. like there is substantial evidence that she could be the key to the cure Mm -hmm. and Joel still chose her over saving the entire world well two things on that okay Marin mentioned at a previous episode that people will always go with their emotional um like choices always that's what she said and so i think it's interesting that in both of these like because like abraham uh-huh. he already has someone yeah he has, he has rosita yeah right which i have complaints about rosita but <laughs> um we'll, we'll get into that later but uh but he has like i don't know if they're in love but they're definitely like a pair they're definitely like dating yeah they're definitely partners and so like and so like abraham does have the luxury to be like like oh i have both things yeah i'm gonna do this but like we and then the second thing is also we don't know that we don't know for sure if that would have been the cure yeah Uh, like they were they were it's a possibility yeah but like they were just scientists still, like, and and think about how long it took for them to get the COVID vaccine out. Yeah. Like, it took a long time, and it, they had more people to, like, and they had more, like, subjects to test on rather than one. Yeah. You know? And so it's, like, they don't know, but I, I, get, I get your point of, like, that in both cases, when someone's life was at stake of someone that they loved, they always chose, mm-hmm. they both chose the one that they loved. Yeah. Over, over the world. Yeah. Which is kind of like a villain, a villain thing. Yeah. You've heard the quote, like, um, a hero, like, I'd rather fall in love with a villain than a hero Mm -hmm. because a hero will save the world over you, but a villain will watch the world burn for you. Yeah. 
really romantic. Kind of sexy. It's kind of, it kind of turns me on. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to have to cut it short tonight, boys. Uh, Already? Oh no, I was I was making a joke because you were Oh <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Never okay. mind, never mind. We're okay. back. We're back. We're back. Next week. <laughs> um, alright, so uh I just it kinda pissed me off that like Abraham was so set on having Glenn with him. Like he doesn't even know the guy. Like if I were Abraham, I'd be like, fine, go. Yeah. Like I don't care. But like I it kinda makes me mad that like because he was so set on like Glenn coming with uh-huh. him, that like Eugene grabbing the gun and then putting holes in, like, the, the water tank, the gasoline tank, um, and, like, they couldn't go anywhere. And so, like, it just made me think, like, when you try to, like, make people do your way, go your way, yeah. like, I feel like it always makes things worse. Yeah, I wonder what Abraham's motivation was. Like, was it... Uh, well, he said, peop- like, strength in numbers. That yeah. was his, like, only argument. Yeah, strength in numbers, but, like, it's it's two more people. Yeah, um, that they don't know. Yeah, and, like, obviously... Glenn has other priorities. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting like how how attached Abraham became to them so quickly. Well, it's like almost like you have this goal in mind. Uh-huh. And I feel like I feel like we can get that way where if when we're going for a goal, like if other people aren't going for it, then like we I feel like we try really hard to like convince them. Yeah. To like I mean, that's why that's why people are so divided politically, you know, and religiously of like, oh, we have this goal. Why aren't you a part of it? This yeah. is working for me. Why yeah. isn't it working for you? Yeah, good point. Like, don't you want to save the world? Yeah. Don't you want to save yourself? You know? Yeah, it could be that it was like, it was such a no-brainer to Abraham that he's mm-hmm. all like, how can you not join us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you want to talk about Rosita's yeah. costume? Yeah, okay. Why is she dressed like she's in a Grand Theft Auto video game? <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, how many how many years are we into the apocalypse? I so a little over a year or it started in the summer, then uh-huh. we skipped the winter, and then they were in the prison. So I'd say it's been a year. It's been a year. Yeah. Okay. After the first six months, no one is going to willingly dress like Rosita is dressing. But no one... hot girl summer, Alina. You oh, can't stop hot goodness. girl summer. It, her outfit is so <laughs> inconvenient. First of all, okay. It is. The only thing convenient about her outfit is her headband and her boots. Uh-huh. Like boots, yeah. Those I mean, are... it's cool. It's a, it's, a, it's like it's a cool outfit, but like I feel like we're so, like they've established this world as like, you know, pretty believable. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, believable with the um, suspension of disbelief. You know, mm-hmm. kind of where it's all like they're constantly dirty, they're constantly sweaty. Like they, they may, they do design choices that are pretty believable, except for freaking Rosita. Mm -hmm. She had no dirt, no sweat on her. She looked perfectly fine, and she was wearing... Her boots were functional. Her boots made sense. She wasn't wearing high heels. Yeah, she wasn't wearing high heels. But then those booty shorts... Zach, let me tell you, I loved rocking booty shorts. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, you're walking through tall grass, you're not going to want to wear booty shorts. Like, you're you're more likely to get ticks. Like your thighs and your calves are going to get all scratched up. She's showing her belly. Same thing. Like she has so much skin exposed. That's just going to be so uncomfortable in that climate. Like I agree. What does she do at night when it gets cold, when the temperature drops? She can't do it. She might have another change of clothes, but like, 
But yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I'll just I'll just say that first. I like agree with you. But like, you're gonna argue with me. Well, no, I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate a okay. little bit. Okay. I I think like so I agree with you. It's not functional. Uh-huh. Like. I, I would never recommend anyone, especially with zombies, like, I feel like yeah. you, would, you would want oh, to, like, cover every part of skin that you so can. So much skin exposed. Yeah, I agree. you don't want to get bit. It's stupid. But, yeah. like, we we have to decide, well, we don't have to decide it. We we can we can think, like, is this the, the directors and producers making her, like, eye candy? Uh-huh. Or is this, like, a design choice for the character? Because... Like, it's, I mean, I just had a thought of, like, there would be people in an apocalypse that still value feeling and looking pretty Uh and feeling and looking good. And that might be, like, for knowing the character and knowing her further, Uh like, I feel like that could have been a character choice of, like, she, even though she, like, does, like, that's not smart Mm -hmm. to do that and it's not comfortable to do that she might be doing it as a character to, like, have herself still feel pretty. Yeah, uh, okay, I I will um, take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. Especially because I I haven't really gotten to know her yet. Mm -hmm. Like, she hasn't really said anything or, like, shown her character. Um, So, yeah, it it could be very much based on the character. Um, Again, like, I still think that, like... It's still stupid. It's still a stupid outfit. And, again, it just, like... It screams, it screams Grand Theft Auto to me. Yeah. Like, it screams, like, a video, a, a chick in a boy's video game. Yeah. Like, and I feel like, and that's why I said after six months, like, I feel like after six, at least six months of living in this world, mm-hmm. I feel like you're constantly going to be searching for resources wherever you are, like, anything mm-hmm. to help you. It kind of makes me think of, like, the Great Depression, mm-hmm. you know, people just hoarding whatever they could. Yeah. Like, her her out... What bothers me a lot, it, I think, the most isn't that it... Oh, it's scampy. Like, no, no. I'm not here to slut shame at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you do you. What mm-hmm. bothers me is it's so unbelievable compared to what everyone else is wearing. Yeah. Like, it is so... I don't even... It's so costumey. Yeah. Like, it's so, like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, zombie apocalypse video game. Like, shoot, <laughs> shoot, shoot. Like, yeah. compared to what every other person is wearing, it's just so extra. Yeah. And so not functional. I agree. But that might be her personality. It might be her personality. You're right. And if it is her personality, I'm not... I'm yeah. not going to judge. Well, I, I'm not going to slut shame. I'm going to judge because it leaves her very vulnerable to biting, not just from zombies, from ticks, Mm -hmm. rattlesnakes, whatever animal might be in the forest. Yeah. It's not going to keep her warm when the temperature drops 30 degrees in the middle of the night. Like, Mm -hmm. I could go on. Yeah. But anyway, that's the, that's the long and short of it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, If I remember correctly, I think, um, I think she did dress that way in the comics too. Oh yeah. So maybe the TV show were just like, let's dress like the first part of the, I mean, actually throughout They've, like, really made the characters from the comics look like the characters in the TV show. Yeah. So that might be another thing. And so they might, it might be a problem with the the comic book. Well, and that and that doesn't surprise well. me, like, wanting to keep, like, have a level of integrity with mm-hmm. the comic books. Mm-hmm. And, like, comic books are pretty notorious for mm-hmm. giving women um, non-functional outfits. Yeah. Like, 
yeah. Wonder Woman. You look at any could, superhero. Yeah. 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 Catwoman's This feels. could be a whole nother podcast. It even. could be a podcast. <laughs> just, just analyzing com- women in comic books clothing. Yeah. That were drawn and written by men. Yep. All right. Let's move on to, um, so Carl Michonne, uh, they're going through this house and he, he starts asking questions about her, her baby. And yeah. she's like, once we kill, once we clear a room, then you can ask one question. Yeah. And I really like that, that like she, so we see her like kind of go through her trauma mm-hmm. and like kind of accepting it in the previous episode we saw her in. Yeah. But like, it still hurts her and you can see that. So she is like, she's willing to like share it, but she's like setting a boundary with him Yeah. of like, yeah. I'll share it with you. But I can't share it all at once with the questions you're giving me. Yeah, and she's putting herself in control. Yeah. um, Where she, like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. boundary is a great word. She's setting up boundaries to be able to be in a, you know, quote unquote, safe place to share it. But she did it so, so well. Like, before she was like, I don't know how to, like, make teenagers laugh. I know how to make three year olds laugh. But, like, but she she still knew how to do it so that like he'd be on board. She made like a game. Yeah. Instead of it being like like whoa, I can't talk about this. Like, don't ask me any questions. Yeah. You know, she left the door open, but it was on her terms. Yeah. You know, which I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, and then she goes into the room, uh, with all the dead people, and like, it just made me think like, uh, I I felt like that house was like a metaphor. Like, mm. your every room is like a is like a question or like a traumatic experience. Yeah. And, like, that last room that she went into was, like, opening the door to all of it. Uh-huh. And, like, I feel like it was, like, a metaphor for, like, when you heal trauma, it's still there, mm-hmm. but it's, like, manageable. Yeah. You know? Like, you put the trauma in rooms. Yeah. And I, I just I just thought it was a really interesting part of the episode. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I, I think that's a great metaphor of viewing the house like that. I also feel like... Something, so I haven't done long-term therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've done a couple of, like, short sessions of therapy. Mm-hmm. But um, some friends and family members that I have who have, you know, consistently done therapy for, like, months or even years, something they always say is, like, once, um, kind of like the, the house, once one room gets cleared, it's like you open a door to a completely yeah. another room. Like, well, it just, like, it keeps opening yeah. doors when, like... Whenever I was clearing my trauma, like last year, like full disclosure was like my year to like clear out my trauma. And I did for the most part. I still, I still got little, I still got little nuggets there. No, but but I feel like you did so much healing and I'm so proud of you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, but, uh, like. But you just opened another door. But you just, you fix one thing and then like three more things pop up. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, like what am I doing? Yeah. But yeah. Because it's all, it's all like pretty much connected. Yeah. If you think and, about it and dig deep. Yeah. And there's always something to learn from. And like, I, I totally believe in co- constant and consistent um, progress. Mm-hmm. I do wonder though if, um, so Michonne stumbles across that last room, the pink room mm-hmm. with all the bodies. Um, and she closes the door, like kind of slumps against it. Carl comes up and, and he makes an educated guess. He's like, was there a baby in there? Mm-hmm. Cause it seems like it would be a baby's room. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michonne says it was a dog. And I feel like that was kind of her, um, going backwards a little mm-hmm. bit of her. Well, she also lied. It was just a family of like people. Yeah. I don't think there was, I don't remember seeing a dog in there. Yeah, no, there wasn't. No, she straight up lied. And uh-huh. like, and, um, 
and he she he could have she could have just said like no it wasn't a baby or she could have told the truth and said no it wasn't a baby it was a family but instead it just like very quickly she said it was a dog mm -hmm. um and very much minimized the effect that it actually had on her yeah well i think she thought like she was okay yeah but then that like made it her not okay which was like perfectly fine oh yeah it's totally you know? fine yeah i and i'm not i'm not judging her for lying mm -hmm. I, i'm more just making an observation yeah. like what why did she choose to lie like how yeah. what was the um it, it made sense for her in that moment to lie and i just want to kind of understand mm -hmm. what was going through her head it might have been to protect carl but yeah. it also might have been to like protect herself i think it was more to protect herself yeah. i don't yeah i don't think she's um Oh, what's the word? You know, Rick Rick still kind of looks at um looks at Carl with this filter on mm -hmm. of like Carl is a child, he needs to be protected like in all the ways he can. And that filter is starting to slide off of Rick. Mm -hmm. Um but I, I don't think Michonne has had that filter yeah. when she looks and interacts with Carl for a while, if at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> um, all right, moving on. So when Carl is uh, asking her the questions and then she um, and then she tells him something like kind of in confidence and then Carl was like, your secret's safe with me. She's like, it's not a secret. He's like, it's still safe with me. Like, yeah. I thought that was like, like that, <sighs> Carl, Carl's so like respectful too of it. Yeah. You know, like he's like, you know, even though he he understands that she's opening up to him, yeah, and he's respecting it, yeah. You know, that's a great because, yeah, I think sometimes we might be quick to assume that if someone tells us something, mm -hmm. they're unless they specifically say like this is a secret, don't tell anyone else. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we might be a little quick to assume like oh they're okay with me telling my partner, telling my friend, telling whoever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that's really courteous to not. Um, to not assume that because someone confides in you that like, that means that they're giving you permission to share. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, let's move on to the last thing. Uh, okay. Rick's whole thing that oh, went yeah. on with like him, like the guys coming in, uh -huh. they kill a guy downstairs. Yeah. They kill a guy in front of him while he's under the bed. The guy sees him. Like, I feel like that was such a good, like, it was honestly like a horror movie. Yeah. Him well, like going through the yeah. house and, and the tension that was being built. It reminded me of playing Little Nightmares. Yeah. You know, where the objective is not to fight and win. The objective is to hide and sneak. Yeah. Um, also that little, I don't know what I, how I felt about like, as the guy is dying, the one that's being choked uh, uh -huh. at the foot of the bed, uh, Rick is making direct <laughs> eye contact with him. And then he does this little, like, <laughs> head tilt. Yeah, like he's watching the life go out of his eyes. Yeah, just like that little head tilt. It was like, yeah. there was almost a look of, like, curiosity. Yeah, I thought I that was know. interesting. It was, yeah, it I don't was know what that was, but yeah, that's a good that's a good thing to bring up. Yeah. Let's, I want to look for that more as the series goes on. Yeah. Because they might be alluding to something, but I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, on, I honestly okay. don't know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it was just, like, him getting out, like, but that moment, you know, well, like, even, Michonne told him to stay because he was still healing. Yeah. And he recognized he was still healing and was like, I cannot fight these guys. Yeah. Like, he fought one and it, it, it winded him. Yeah. You know, and so he recognized that, 
but like it makes me wonder like if if he just went and then they came back like would they have just been killed yeah would they have been ambushed or like... would they have just seen it and then gone you yeah. know would rick have not but we'll never know but like i just thought that was like interesting that like even though i feel like trouble will always find rick yeah you know but but it's so he's so interesting to watch and that actor uh andrew lincoln does so well mm -hmm. at like making Rick really interesting to watch. Yeah, no, I I really liked how it all played out from like beginning to end with mm -hmm. him in the house. Um, Cause I could have done the like, you know, like even, even healing from a wound. Yeah. Like, he can still beat people up. And I, I like... <laughs> Not like Joel. Joel yeah. got a freaking rebarb through his yeah, stomach Joel. and he was like, where's Ellie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I, I like seeing Rick do different strategies mm -hmm. based on what the situation is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's all I have for the episode. Yeah. Do you have anything else? No, I'm good. All right, cool. We will be right back after a short musical interlude <laughs> with a moral dilemma. <laughs> your moral dilemma i'm ready is it your way or the highway why or why not <laughs> what is it your way or the highway why or why uh, not what's the highway like basically what the question is is uh how often do you go your way do you make people go your way or like how often do you usually succumb to the way of other people um i i like to think that i i'm pretty like go with the flow mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. It so I feel like for me, I, I'm not one to force people or try to pressure people uh -huh. to do something that I'm want I want to do. Yeah. If I know that it's kind of like what I want to do, but no one else wants to do it, I'll either, you know, go do it by myself mm -hmm. or I'll decide to go, um, with what the majority wants. Okay. Like I'm. I'm not very much like a, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. I'm very much like, oh, I guess I'll go do it by myself. Yeah. Or, um, you know, like if I don't want to cause distress, I, I feel like I'm a go with the flow. Yeah. So I guess I'm a, I guess I'm not my way or the highway. I guess I'm in like a little rowboat. Maybe. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. I'm in a rowboat. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of have a tendency to go with the flow as well. Uh -huh. I have a really hard time, like, when I don't understand, like, someone's reasoning on why they're telling me to do something. Yeah. You know, like, I really want to understand why. Mm -hmm. um, like, because then otherwise I don't want to do it. Um, I, I think I, I've been trying to get better at, like, saying no yeah. to things as well as, like, trying to set boundaries for things that, you know, I, I either don't want to do or, like, I know is going to harm me in some way or the other but like yeah I, I tend to also go with the flow yeah. another thing that frustrate, frustrates me is like when we were all on the same path but then like someone kind of like deviates or like quits uh-huh I, I kind of get a little peeved because I'm yeah. like I'm like but like I was in on it you were in on it like why are we 
why are we on different sides now? Yeah. I don't know. I think I might have been guilty of that a few times. What do you mean? I don't know. Just the idea. Like, I don't know. Sometimes we'll, like, plan something, especially with friends. Mm -hmm. And I'll realize that I'm just, like, I'm mentally not into it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, do you ever, like, agree to plans when you're in a good mood? Yeah. And then when you're out of that good mood, you're like, I actually don't have the mental capacity or the social battery to do this. Yeah, for sure. I, I have definitely been in that boat. Mm -hmm. Um but what you said earlier about like wanting to know the why, mm -hmm. you know, some people, especially like people in positions where they like a lot of their job is directing other people, like telling other people what they need to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they get so annoyed at people wanting to understand the why to what they're doing. Yeah. Because one, like um, my dad has a philosophy where if you understand, like, um, let's let's talk about like changing oil mm -hmm. um my dad's philosophy would be like if you know how to change oil that's good if you know why you need to change oil that's better mm -hmm. like if you know the why mm -hmm. if you know the why it's going you're going to be able to do the job better mm -hmm. um and i feel like that's important to know where like and also, if they explain the why to you and it still doesn't make sense, all the more reason to, like, not do it. Mm -hmm. If they can't explain a why... Yeah. Um, yeah, that just... Yeah. It gives you more um, a, a more educated decision to go against it. Yeah. Well, like, even being a supervisor now, like, and I have to, like, lead crew sometimes, uh, like, sometimes they'll ask me why. And, yeah. and and I'll usually explain it to them and they're usually like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and it's perfectly fine. Like, I don't know why, it, you know, I don't know why people, like, leaders <laughs> get so upset about that. Yeah. And that's going to stick in their brains more for mm -hmm. the next time they're doing it. Yeah, I agree. Because, um, like, if someone doesn't explain it to me, then when they're not there, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm not, I'm not going to change. Yeah. You know? If I, if I think in my brain that there's a more efficient way to do it or like the way that's doing it is unnecessary yeah. and I don't get the why explained to me, I'm definitely going to do it my own way next time. Yep. I, yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that's a, that's an episode. Do you have anything right. else you want to talk nope, about? I'm good. All right, cool. Well, thank you guys for listening. Please leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts. Go on to our Patreon if you, if you want to donate a little bit of, of monetary value to this podcast and um and share this with your friends family and and enemies and let us know what you think are you is it your way or the highway why or why not or are you in a rowboat are you in a rowboat are you just in the ocean chilling are you at the bottom of the ocean are you the god of the ocean are you a zombie mm -hmm.